There's so much more to a book than just the reading. Maurice Sendak Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and it'll come as no surprise to anyone who's listened to this podcast for any length of time that I have a soft spot in my otherwise hard heart for booksellers, and not just because I once was one myself. I also love documentaries, as I've talked about here at least on a couple of occasions. The 2019 documentary, The Booksellers, covers both of those loves superbly, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, because it also involves history. I've said before that you need to be reading history if you're going to understand history, and you get history from books, but sometimes books themselves are a part of history. Now before I get into discussing the film, I need to address those of you who groaned when I said the word documentary. I understand that especially those of a certain age immediately pictured a pack of hyenas descending upon a poor, unsuspecting gazelle quietly grazing on the African savanna. This is not that. In fact, most documentaries aren't that anymore, but that's a story for another time. The Booksellers is set in the world of antiquarian booksellers and collectors with the famous New York Antiquarian Book Fair as its centerpiece. From that center, it explores the world of rare book dealers, book stores, and book collectors, as the three go hand in hand. The profiles of the individual dealers are compelling enough that this could have easily been a multi-part series rather than a film with a running time of only an hour and 39 minutes. Those profiles don't just focus on current dealers, however. They also introduce us to some of the early giants of the trade, like A.S.W. Rosenbach, a world-famous collector whom the French called the Napoleon of Books. Rosenbach and his brother were key in the development of both private and public libraries, and he was formidable at auctions as well. In one 1928 auction, he paid $77,000 for the manuscript of Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, and in 1947, paid a then-record $151,000 for a copy of the Bay Psalm book. As of 2019, the total value of his purchases is estimated at $75 million. When it comes to some of the great booksellers of the past, it's not confined just to men, either. Madeline Stern and Leona Rostenberg were partners in a bookstore, a rare bookstore, for more than 60 years. You may know them from their book, Old Books, Rare Friends, but they're best known for discovering Louisa May Alcott's alter ego, pseudonym, pen name, whatever you want to call it, under which she wrote some very racy novels, pulp novels, that were nothing at all like Little Women. Now, the history of the booksellers and their bookstores, especially the older bookstores on 4th Avenue in New York City, is very interesting. 
but it's also the interviews with current booksellers that make this film a must-see. Most of the names will be new to those not already familiar with the world of antiquarian books, and what may surprise you is how different each one is. The thing that binds them together is a near mania for books. Among others, we meet sisters Judith Lowry, Adina Cohen, and Naomi Hample, who own the Argosy Bookstore in Midtown Manhattan. Argosy was founded by their father in 1925, so it's coming up on 100 years in business, and has survived the demise of so many New York bookstores for a simple reason. Their father had the foresight, decades ago, to buy the building that they're in. The sisters are quick to admit that rents in Manhattan would force them to close if they didn't own the building, and they've steadfastly refused constant offers to buy it from them. The cost of rent is a real concern, as it is everywhere these days. In the 1950s, there were 368 bookstores in New York City. By 2019, the time that this film came out, that number had plunged to 79. Now the trend is thankfully reversing somewhat, with new shops opening as more people recognize the value physical bookstores bring that can never be matched by shopping online. In another piece of bookselling history, we meet bookseller Terry Halliday, who notes that more has changed in the book world in the last 15 years than had changed in the previous 150 years. He brings up one job that I always wanted, the Book Scout, and says that for generations, Book Scouts connected books with dealers by finding the books at places ranging from estate sales to garage sales to thrift stores and selling them to the dealers. Both scout and dealer, and ultimately book collectors, benefited from this relationship that has been essentially destroyed by the internet. Now it's possible there is one book dealer profile to whom you may actually have seen before. Her name is Rebecca Romney. Now the name may not sound familiar, but if you've ever watched the show Pawn Stars, Rebecca Romney is the expert they brought in whenever they couldn't determine the value of a book that a customer wanted to pawn or sell. In a way, her brief appearances on the show taught millions more people around the country about rare books than anyone else in history has. The Booksellers is a fascinating exploration of both the history of book collecting and book selling and the state of the trade in the 21st century. Films available for free on multiple streaming services, including Amazon Prime, and you can also purchase it on DVD. If you're not already a book collector, and if you're not, why aren't you? You'll want to be one by the time you finish watching the booksellers. I think everyone involved in the project would consider that a success. That's our episode for today. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Thanks a lot. Thank you.